welcome to another edition of the Forks Down Podcast. Your one-stop shop for anything and everything surrounding the Seattle Mariners baseball team. My name is Rick Clark, and with me, as always, the guy who is the Tony Perkis of this podcast, Mr. Bo Chisholm. Bo, how are you doing today? Uh, you know, I'm uh, I'm doing rather well. I'm feeling a little under the weather, but I'll uh, I'll make it through for for today's episode. So, how are you doing? I I'm doing phenomenal. We're shooting late, so um, you know, of course, you would think one would drink some Red Bull or something to to stay up, but I'm not. I'm just naturally energetic right now. It's weird. No explanation for it. So probably not going to talk very well today. Probably going to stumble over my words a little bit, but having a great day, having a great day. So how's, how's it feel about it? You know, you're the Tony Perkis now, but soon you're going to morph into white goodness. Um, I'm prepared for it. I'm prepared for it. So, um, and on that note, we'll just say, uh, do it to it, Rick. Let's get after it. Yep. Good, good, good. I like it. <laughs> Before we get into everything, I just want to take time to thank everyone for coming back and listening to another edition of the Forks Down podcast. Of course, that's if you're a returning listener. Welcome back. We're here. We're having fun. Um, I don't know if Bo noticed. He, he had to have noticed because he wrote up the notes today. This is episode number 69. Nice. Um, so we've done this for 69 episodes. Uh, we're having fun with it. Um, <clears throat> you know, we're, we're here to give you the best Mariners information we can, what we see as a fan, you know, Bo and I, Bo's always, um, looking out for news stories, our favorite site, MLB trade rumors. Um, so we're trying to relay that stuff to you, especially if you, uh, might be a casual fan or even if you want a little more discussion as a, as a hardcore fan, we're here for you to, to bring those, that Mariners baseball talk into your life. Um, if you're a first-time listener, hey, thanks for choosing us. Um, you just got the rundown of what we do talking to the returning listeners. So, um, you know, thanks for choosing us, and hopefully you stick with us going forward, ep- episode 69 and beyond. So um, if you haven't already, go hit up our social media. Find us on Facebook. Find us on Instagram. Find us on Threads. Just search Forks Down Podcast. You can also like and subscribe on your podcast listening app. You'll get notified about new episodes dropping. You can go back and listen to old ones if you you think we're we're good and want to um, you know catch up on where we're at. You know, kind of our progression through the season. Um, honestly, some of our fun episodes happened last off season when we first started. Um, you know, we're I wouldn't say we were struggling for content, but there wasn't always a lot of Mariners baseball news going on. So we we put some fun ones out there. Um, I remember that there was an episode where we. Um, you know, if, if we had reins and we were signing free agents, who would we bring into the team? Uh, our Christmas episode, uh, is probably still one of my favorites. Um, I think Bo had fun with that one too. Um, we had a trivia, uh, trivia night between me and him. And we, we asked a bunch of trivia questions to, towards each other. Um, I still think I won. Um, I think Bo cheated with the, the score, but I think I won, um, you know, with, uh, the trivia questions. Um, so yeah, go back and listen to all those. We, we had some fun and we're definitely, uh, you know, getting more comfortable as, as we hit this episode. So with all that being said, Bo, I'm, I'm talking the listeners ear off right now. So I'm going to need you to interject just a little bit here. Maybe, maybe we can talk about episode 69. Maybe not. Anyways, um, Mariners notes. Uh, we, we do have some Mariners notes here. Um, you know, the big one, um, some injury news. Uh, we didn't know if Tom Murphy was going to come back. Um, you know, Brian O'Keefe's been up with the team and he just went on the paternity list. So we got Luis Turins backing up big dumper Cal Raleigh, but, um, Tom Murphy, it was announced that he was shut down with a thumb fracture. We're probably not going to see him the rest of the season and most likely not going to see him throughout the playoffs. Right. Um, yeah, that's what it seemingly looks like. Um, and, uh, I kind of think of that as like a bigger blow than, um, I don't know. I don't want to say a bigger blow than anticipated, but, um, 
yeah, you're gonna put a lot of pressure on Cal, I think, down the stretch, right? And hopefully, that, you know, that doesn't burn him out or it doesn't get to a point where, um, you know, he's super exhausted. But, um, yeah, I think it's uh, the fact that you know we had such a good combo with the two of them, right? And um, mm-hmm. they're both hitting the ball very well. You know, Tom, um, <clears throat> Tom hitting it very well. Tom, obviously, Cal's been doing lately was. Uh, pretty powerful combo right whenever you can get a good hit one good hitting catcher right that's um a win in of itself but the fact that we had two was all that much better so um yeah pretty disappointing but um hopefully and you know i think he's going to be a free agent in this offseason but hopefully we can kind of figure something to bring him back i would hope that would be my hope there Mm -hmm. but um yeah um it sucks from a standpoint that yeah gonna put more pressure on cal down the stretch and um yeah, yeah, I think we've kind of got to a real backup catcher point now with uh, with Brian O'Keefe and Luis Turin. So um, bummer to have him out for you know the rest of the season. It looks like. Hey, at least we got Mister Clutch Luis Turin's back. He had a double in his first appearance. Yes, he did um, yep. of the season. So, so um, I know I sent you a text because I was super excited about it. Hit him hitting a double, but uh, yeah, you're right. It's going to put a lot of pressure on Cal. Um, we don't have, the Mariners don't have a lot of off days left. Um, you know, they had an off day today. We're shooting on Thursday, so they had an off day today. But down the stretch, that's a lot of bowl games in a row that we're going to see the Mariners be playing, including the last 10 games of the season being seven against the Rangers and three against the Astros. And you want Cal Raleigh catching a lot of those games, obviously, because I I think especially in the last part of the season, he's been the best hitting catcher in the league, you know, he's power wise, but um, yeah, it just, it, you can't physically, you can't think he's going to be back there the last 10 games, all 10 games. I really like, that's a lot to put on the, on the catcher position. That's a lot to put on Cal. And especially if we're in position to get in the playoffs and we're in a wild card position, like you're going to want him for the wild card series. So you know, we got to hope Mr. Clutch Luis Torrens comes up and does what he can. And then if Brian O'Keefe comes back, you know, starts to produce a little bit and, and you know, gives gives us a peace of mind when Cal takes those days off. But uh, it sucks for Tom Murphy, and I think you're right. You know, he's a free agent at the end of the season. I hope, you know, some way we can bring him back. And I correct me if I'm wrong, Bo, you, you got to believe – this is the best catching tandem offensively in the league, right? Like home runs wise, maybe not average wise, but um, maybe war wise. I, I would, I would think they would be close to the top. You know, obviously you're going to have probably the Dodgers up there with Will Smith rumors up there with William Contreras Adley up there with the Orioles. But I mean, they've got to be one of the best tandems in the league. Yeah, I would, I would think so. I'm trying to think the, um, the Blue Jays are probably up there with with Kirk and Jansen. Um, but Kirk Kirk's been having a down season. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm, I, maybe I'm kind of thinking from like a whole package perspective as well, right? But yes, offensively, I think True. you're I think you're accurate there. So, um, yeah, and uh, um, you know they've been that for a little while. So, um. The fact that we're going to lose a little bit of that, right? I mean, Tom Murphy going into this season was kind of listed as our designated hitter, right? In a lot of places. He was the guy that, you know, a lot of people thought was just going to pencil him in there because um, we didn't really have anybody kind of filled in at that spot. Um, and uh, yeah, whenever you can have a, a catcher kind of in that role or, or you know, supposedly was going to be in the designated hitter role or what have you, or, you know, listed as it or whatever, right? Um you know, that's uh the testament to just how good, you know, these guys are, are offensively. But um yeah, without looking at it too much into the data side of it, I would certainly say that, you know, the one of the best offensive combos, uh, catcher wise in baseball. Yep. I'm I'm looking at fan graphs now. This must have been the start of the season, I would I would think. Because they had Blue Jays number one, Orioles number two. Uh, Dodgers number three, Braves, Phillies, Rangers. This had to have been the start of the season. Seventh is the Mariners. Um, yeah, I think this was the start of the season. But I mean, if you look at the data now, I mean, you've got to you got to think that Mariners moved up the list a little bit. 
you know, uh, maybe the Braves. I forgot about Sean Murphy. Murphy. Um, you got to think probably the Braves have number one, but they've got to be top five. So sucks for Tom Murphy. Hope for the best. Hopefully he comes back next season. Um, the other note we have, the, the Mariners DFA'd Luke Weaver last week after his um, big outing in Tampa Bay. And the Yankees came in and claimed him. So this will be, correct me if I'm wrong, Bo, the fourth team he'll play on this season. I know it's going to be at least the third, if not the fourth. Because I feel like he didn't start with the Reds, but we got him from the Reds. Um, I have to pull it up. I think that this would be... I think this is still his third. This is, I think this is his third team, but it's his fifth team in the last five, two years. So, um, yeah, yeah. So he's bounced around quite a bit. Yep. Yep. Um, you know, uh, good luck to him. Hopefully, he goes to the Yankees where, um, the spotlight's on always on you and does somewhat well but that yankees team's not great so i feel they're just trying to get some pitching uh as some of their starters are going down at least they have garrett cole who is probably gonna win the cy young this year in the AL. and they have a couple of games they have a couple series upcoming with the blue jays too so um we can hope that maybe he okay, you know uh, what? I that he gets a couple I maybe that he back. gets a couple of good starts against the blue jays there without well, gonna help the old mariners out yep. luke luke weaver come back into the Yankees uniform and shut down the Blue Jays for me, please, <laughs> please, please. We'll do our, our thing with the Rangers. You shut down the Blue Jays and we'll be all good. So, <clears throat> but let's, let's move on to the uh, Mariners angels series. And uh, we're going to start off rough here because Monday night's game um, offensively was fine. Pitching wise was not great. So, uh, and I say offensive wise, I'm, I'm going to talk about like the first eight innings. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, I was going to. I was going to. I was going to say. Like, let's, <laughs> let's 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 caveat that real quick. Let's just make sure. We, yep. Uh, yep. Um, but yeah, Monday's game wasn't bad. Wasn't good, but um, we got two stellar starts. Um, Tuesday and Wednesday. So we'll talk about that. Let's hop into Monday's game, Bo. Uh, this game, like like I was kind of prefacing here or uh, previewing. 8-5 loss. We lost. The Mariners lost in 11 innings. Um, <laughs> everything was going just swimmingly up until um, about the 8th inning. Um, then the uh, the wheels fell off. The Mariners... Let me see. Mariners are down. Oh, they were tied 3-3 three to three going into the, the ninth inning. Um, and the Mariners... Uh, committed a noble tiger. Bo, hit me with what noble tiger stands for because, you know, for all our new listeners, they need to know when we say noble tiger what that means. Um, I know a noble tiger means a no outs, bases loading, bases loaded, ending with with a team incapable of getting easy run. So, um, yeah. Yes. In, in the bottom of the ninth, the Mariners loaded the bases up, and then Kelnick comes in and proceeds to have. I would. I mean, I know it's his first game back, but honestly, was probably the worst at bat of his whole season in that one game. I think that was also the at bat he fouled a a pitch off his foot, so we didn't see him the rest of the series. And then um, after that was Dylan Moore. Dylan Moore, if I remember correctly struck out as well uh dylan moore yeah with weeks week week hit to zach netto and then um yep then sam Haggerty, or excuse me dominic canzone i think was the batter came in uh, and week week contact week contact yeah yep yep so uh this is this game a little left a little bad taste in our mouth because 10th inning comes around um who was it? It was no. Oh, by the way, Logan O'Hoppy hit two home runs off Logan Gilbert in his first two at bats, so that all already was not working well pitching wise. But then Brandon Drury came in in the tenth inning off of Justin Topa, hits a big home run to put them in the lead, and then the Mariners come turn around, runner on second. Julio comes up and hits a big home run 
his 30th home run of the season, puts him in the conversation as only one of two Mariners players to have a 30-30 season, the other being Alex Rodriguez. Julio had a 4-for-5 night. Cal Raleigh hits a home run and sets the record for most home runs by a Mariners catcher in a season. <laughs> and we can't win the ball game. That ties it up, and then the wheels fall off in the 11th, and the Angels score three runs, and the Mariners go down without a fight. Like, is this... We've we've had a lot of bad losses, Bill. Um, the only one I, I could think off the top of my head, and really we could say it's probably not the worst loss of the season anymore because it sparked something in the Mariners, but this is up there with Patrick Corbin running a train on us. Yeah, if I'm thinking like the worst games from the year, um, this 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 probably felt worse because of just we were coming off a really bad like road trip. Um, the bullpen has been a struggle. The bullpen struggled in in this one and certain parts, right? Um, and mm-hmm. yeah, Julio goes four for five. All the reasons you just listed, right? Cal breaks the record, and um, and the and the whole works. And uh, this just uh, it kind of felt like it was spiraling, spiraling a little bit, right? With how bad the road trip was, and now we're losing at home, and we lose in this way. Um, I'm just glad that we were able to kind of figure out in the rest of the, the rest of the home, the rest of the series there. But this felt really bad, right? I'm thinking like. Like I said, the Patrick Corbin game, this game, and probably the the end of the series with the with the Rangers earlier on in the year when they really you know really kicked their ass, right? So like I would say that those are probably like the worst um, losses of the season, and this one felt this one felt the worst. Maybe I don't know. At the end of the day, it'll probably like if the Mariners make the playoffs, they probably won't be feel as bad. But um, this one felt the worst, I think, of all of them. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean. That coming off that race series was just it was tough. You knew the Mariners had to bounce back. They had lost. They what Rays walked off? I think two games. I can't remember off the top of my head, but they walked off two games. So two of those four games ended in a walk off loss. And so we're coming back home. We're playing against the Angels, who are at this point ten games under five hundred. And you're expecting like I I told you on <clears throat> Tuesday's episode, Bo. I was expecting a sweep. You said two for three, but we needed a sweep. We needed to get back in this race. And so the way that they lost on Monday, and we had just hopped off the 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 episode. I was editing, watching the game, and then I think I was done editing by the end of the game. And I'm like, okay, what's in this? And they couldn't end it. And then the Angels, you know, you're you're playing the second worst team in the AL West, and you're not being able to win this game. So yeah, you're right. It probably felt like it was a a bad loss because of everything that's happened up until this point in the last week and a half, you know, um, <clears throat> Logan O'Hoppy did hit a couple home runs for the angels, but I wouldn't say Gilbert necessarily had a bad outing. Right. Um, he wins seven innings. We, we, we haven't seen a seven inning game by one of our pitchers in a while, or at least it's few and far between. So Gilbert goes seven innings. Um, all three of those runs came off of, um, I'm pretty sure, let's see. Yeah, Logan O'Hoppy's bat. So six hits, three runs, all of them earned. One one base on balls, five Ks. Those two home runs obviously being off Logan O'Hoppy. It wasn't a bad start from him. You know, because when everyone else couldn't really hit off of him. It was it was a Logan Gilbert start besides a couple Logan O'Hoppy home runs. Yeah, and uh, the the trend for the Angels in this series was a lot of swing and miss, and um, you know Gilbert had seventeen in this game, right? So, and that was a, again a trend that we saw from Brian Wu and Luis Castillo the rest of the series as well. So, um, yeah, I thought uh, I thought Gilbert pitched uh, pitched a decent game, right? I thought he pitched uh, you know especially good enough uh, with just how taxed you know and. Where he continues to talk about how taxed the bullpen is, right? To get through the seventh inning was, uh, um, you know, a big win for us to kind of rest the guys. Um, but uh, yeah, coming back to it, right? It's just you couple that with everything else we've talked about and a good, good loading, good start from Logan Gilbert, and um, we still lose the game. So that's the that's the brutal part of it. Yep. Yeah, um, you you put it pretty eloquent in the notes here. We get a good good outing by Gilbert. 
We use our three best relievers. So Matt Brash comes in in the eighth. Pitches well, didn't give up any hits, no walks, struck out one. Munoz comes in, gives up a couple hits in the ninth, but no one comes across, strikes out someone. So a little shaky, gets out of it. Okay, typical Andres Munoz um, outing. Can't win in the ninth, Noble Tiger. And then Topa comes in. He's been one of our best relievers all season, and he gives up a home run to Drury. Um, <laughs> and, uh, of course, only one of the earned runs, or one of the runs was earned because of the Manfred runner. And then Thornton takes the loss in the 11th because he gives up three runs. Uh, there was a pretty costly error by Gino, one that you uh, you don't see too often from him. You know, he's playing gold glove level third base. Um, and it would have been a big double play. But instead, Angels score three runs. Mariners go down without a fight. Spire came in for a third of an inning at the game, uh, at the end of the 11th inning. And so did Campbell for a third of an inning. And, and that just, yeah, not great. Not great. Really, really not great. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of bad towards the end of this game. And, uh, it wasn't the Mariners of, of old that played, you know, end of the game. So tight. It seemed like, right. Um, especially those 2022 mm-hmm. Mariners. So it felt again, it just the, the feeling of it was just really, really bad. And, um, <clears throat> yeah, I, uh, I'm very, very glad that the Tuesday game ended up being like it was because, um, the vibes were vibes were very bad after this game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, quickly go over the offense here. Um, JP went one for five, had a run scored. Like we said, Julio had four hits. Um, after Wednesday's game, Julio is the hits leader in the ML or not in the MLB. Uh, I think Ronald Acuna leads in the MLB. But if we're looking at just solely the AL, the American League, Julio has 171 hits. Marcus Simeon's at 169. So Julio is leading the AL in hits um, as of Wednesday, as of us shooting on Thursday. So um, had a great series overall, and we'll talk more about Julio as we go. <clears throat> Cal Raleigh went two for four, like I said, set uh, the single season Mariners record with his 28th home run in the first inning off of Reed Detmers. Um, like I said with Julio again, 30-30 season now. He had his 30th home run in the 10th inning. Only him and A-Rod. He's, he's doing stuff in his second season that we haven't seen since, you know, A-Rod. So um, good on Julio, good on Cal. Uh, elsewhere, Gino, Ty France. Kelnick, they all picked up a hit. I'm pretty sure Kelnick's hit came in his first at bat. Um, <clears throat> so, 10 hits. Uh, they did strike out 11 times. Runners left in, or runners in scoring position. The Mariners were 3 for 12. 7 left on base. Brian O'Keefe did hit into a ground, uh, grounded into a double play. Uh, Dylan Moore was caught stealing. And that is the ball game. Dylan Moore was also hit by a pitch by Reed Detmers and Grichuk took one from Andres Munoz. So that was the Monday game. Again, not great. Left a very sour taste in, um, you know, fans mouths. I'm sure it left a taste, bad taste in the Mariners players themselves, because that was a completely winnable ball game and it should have been one in the bottom of the ninth. So, um, Tuesday's game, um, they had to do something. They had to turn it around and, what do you know? The Mariners, from the pitching side of things, the Mariners threw a four-pitch or four-hit shutout, um, and then offensively, the Mariners were able to score eight runs. It was an eight-to-zero victory. Brian Wu picked up his third win of his career, and I'm gonna give you the line here. He went five and two-thirds innings, only gave up four hits. All all four hits the Angels had all game came off of Brian Wu, but didn't lead to any runs. Didn't walk anyone, struck out eight, didn't give up any home runs, lowered his ERA to 4.16. I think it's safe to say, Bo, that this was the best pitch game of Brian Wu's career at the major league level so far. Yeah, I think uh, for especially at the point in the season in which it is, and, um, you know, a a big testament to him to just, um, you know, being able to go this far into the season and, you know, get an outing like this from him, from all the talk of 
shutting him down and pushing him back and you know him battling when i guess the mariners you know pitching rotation battling with injuries and what have you right to get the start from him was was massive and um <clears throat> like i said the the angels did a lot of swing and miss in this series and um, it was no different with this one right brian Wu just pounded with the fastball the angels are uh, kind of a mid-lane team when it comes to hitting fastballs and um yeah brian Wu was just uh was just painting and just blowing it by them in this one. Um, <clears throat> like I said, 20 swings and misses in this one. Um, I think he had six called strikes with the fastball, a couple called strikes with his, his sinkers, two seamer. Um, <clears throat> you know, coupled that with just 13 whiffs on the fastball itself. And that it just, uh, it just, the angels could not catch up to it. Right. And um, <clears throat> you, know, you talk about, you know, needing a start like this, needing a win like this, where it just kind of all comes together. And, um, you know, the fact that we were able to get this out of Brian Wu and it came off as a really dominating start, um, you know, I think bodes well. And hopefully it just means that he's, you know, still good to go for the rest of the season. And um, it was just a phenomenal start, I thought, from from the Wu side of things. Yeah, I overall, it was a great pitching performance by all the Mariners pitchers. Wu came in, like you said, had um, 20 whiffs and, and struck out eight. Just looked great. Uh, Eduardo or uh edward bizardo that's his name right uh edward bizardo thank you almost forgot his first name came in pitched two and a third innings after brian Wu struck out two didn't give up any hits so you're you know we look good there and then dominic leone got called in the ninth, and uh this is i'm pretty sure this is first game this season in a mariners uniform that he did not give up a home run didn't give up any hits struck out one and and put away the angels pretty quietly there in the ninth, and uh, I I was happy with the pitching staff on Tuesday. <laughs> you know, it just it was a good game to to rest your big three relievers. You know, we didn't need to see Brash, we didn't need to see Topa, we didn't need to see Munoz, <laughs> and uh, Wu Bizarro and and Dominic Leone got it done. Yeah, and uh, yeah, Brian Wu set the table there, and then. Um, you know, with the lead being like it was, you're able to kind of just give Bizarro a long leash, and he did a good job as well. And um, I think this is, I think, I don't think, I don't think Kenzone, I think Kenzone walked somebody in his last start against the against the in his last spot in his last spot. You mean Leon, not Kenzone? Did I say? Did I say Kenzone? They you both end Kenzone. in the same whatever slant rhyme. Um. Uh, so I think Leon, I don't think he gave up a home run in, the, in his last outing, but, uh, no, I'm, I'm right there with you. This was like the, one of the first times I thought Leon looked, you know, solid coming out of, uh, out of the pen. So all good to see on the pitching side of things. You're right. And against Tampa in his last outing, he went one inning, did walk someone, but, uh, struck out too. So he didn't give up home run there. So he did lower his ERA below five. It's at a 4.99 now. Good job, Dominic Leone. Let's keep it up. Let's keep it up. <laughs> Offensively, um, I think you you said it a little bit earlier. A lot of singles kept the line moving. Singles and doubles did most of the damage. Uh, Gino did hit a home run in the fifth inning off of Patrick Sandoval. Um, but other than that, it was all singles and doubles. Um you know, good outing from Julio again, went two for four, um, didn't strike out at all, um, had a run, had an RBI. Teo went one for four, JP went one for five, Gino went two for three, had two RBIs, two runs scored. Um, Mariners only struck out seven times in this one, which, you know, after having 11 the night before, I felt they were getting the, the bat on the ball a little bit. Uh, Ty France went two for three. D, uh, Demo, Dylan Moore went two for four. Haggerty and Torrens, like I said, picked up a hit in this one. Uh, runners in scoring position, six for 11. Left on base, six. And Caballero, surprise, surprise, got hit by a pitch, uh, I think, in the eighth inning. Um, so that is the ball game on Tuesday. Very, very solid game. You got anything else? You wanted to point out offensively before we move on. Um, no, I uh, not that I can think of. Right, I think we've done really well against Pedro Sandoval in the past, so it was good to kind of just see us, like I said, moving the line, getting hits, trying not to do too much with it. And I think especially in that fourth inning when I think we had back, we had 
three singles in a row and then we had a Julio or maybe it was JP double. Um, but it's all really good to see, right? Um, mm-hmm. We weren't really getting a lot of that from the Mariners early on in the season. And it just uh, it seems like we just we calm down and we're trying not to do too much with the ball, I think, and swing too hard. So um, all good to see, I think, especially in this game. Yep. 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 Uh, moving on to Wednesday's game. Uh, we we mentioned on Tuesday that Chase Silseth was going to get the start, and it ended up for the Angels being a bullpen day. Uh, Marin, or the Angels threw out one, two, three, four, five, six, seven different pitchers in the game. Um, and and I will admit the the pitching did pretty well for the Angels, but the Mariners were able to walk away with a three two victory, um, and and pull out the um, series win against the Angels. Uh, Mariners had Luis Castillo starting, and he picked up his thirteenth win of the season. Uh, he went six innings, three hits, uh, did give up two home runs, and I think that was yep off a Brett Phillips home run. One of them came off of. Uh, one of those runs, a uh, Brett Phillips home run. His only his second home run of the season. Brett Phillips was a great player um, defensively. Offensively, very offensively challenged. So I was a little disappointed that the Mariners gave up a home run to Brett Phillips. But um, if you're a fan of the game, you've probably seen him. He used to be at the Rays. Um, there was a story uh, back, I don't know, right before he got cut from the Rays where uh girl came to the game uh said brett phillips was her favorite player um and he didn't know that she had cancer at the time and really went out of his way to make her feel good about coming to the game and cheering for him and stuff so always always been tight with brett phillips even though he decided to hit a home run off luis castillo yeah sorry very sweet (laughs) story but that was also a home run in only 10 out of 30 ballparks so let's just let's just let's let's just (laughs) Let's just what? ease off Brett Phillips here. Yeah. Very sweet story, but I mean, come on. Very weak home run. It, what, what's that got to say about the Mariners ballpark with that being a weak home run? There's only a home run in 10 of the 30 that's, stadiums. That's valid. That's valid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, finish Luis Castillo's line here. Two earned runs. Did walk three people, but struck out eight. Um, he lowered. I don't. I think he lowered his ERA. Uh, 3.08. I think he's second or third in the American League right now. Um, a lot of, uh, I don't know what you want to call him, baseball analyst. I wouldn't call him so far as experts sometimes, but um, the baseball analysts that are that are breaking down the AL Cy Young, all of them pretty much have um, Garrett Cole winning the American League Cy Young. It'd be his first Cy Young, so congrats to Garrett Cole if he ends up winning it. But uh, I've been seeing Luis Castillo sneak up some of those lists. Um, I've seen him as high as two recently, um, being the second best pitcher in the American League. Yeah, and uh, <clears throat> yeah, I think that's probably, I think that's probably fitting for you know where Luis sits right now with <clears throat> you know ZRA, the strikeout numbers, and what have you. There, I, I kind of feel like pitching the valuation of pitching is not like an exact when it comes to hitting, I think that, you know, weighted runs created is like the gold standard for like offensive value and um, fan graphs war for the offensive side is, is like the golden standard. Right. But like the pitching side is a little squishy, right. It's a little tough if you're comparing like baseball reference versus fan graphs versus baseball prospectus. So I guess it's a little bit more of a art sometimes of like who you would pick to, to do a lot of those things. But um, and where it would go in the Cy Young side of things. But uh, yeah, Luis is, I think, right there, right? I think he's, um, or if you want to talk about, um, you know, I know the MVP award is, you know, labeled that, but like if you're approaching that from the Cy Young side, right, of, you know, the most valuable pitcher, um, <clears throat> Luis has to be, you know, right there um, in terms of what he means to the Mariners. And I don't think he's gone, I think in every single start this year, I think he's gone at least five innings, if I remember correctly, in every single start. Um, he is just, uh, he's exactly what his nickname is, right? He is the rock of, you know, he is the rock of the rotation and is going to give you a, a fairly decent outing almost every single time, right? Um, and uh, yeah, I think that's, very worthy of Cy Young consideration. Um, <clears throat> maybe doesn't have some of the high top line strikeout numbers or, 
you know, has walked a couple here, given up some home runs, I think, at occasional points. So there's a couple of, you know, things you can maybe click on that and say that maybe there's some gaps there. But I think the fact that he's just been such a consistent part of the rotation the entire year, I think, speaks volumes and uh, very worthy of, you know, Cy Young votes because of that. Yeah. It, it's so weird. You, you bring up, you know, what you said about pitching as opposed to hitting, you know, hit, hitting, you could look at a stat line and be like, yeah, he's doing well. You can look at the WRC, but you almost also for like the pitching side of things need the eye test, you know? Yeah. Luis Castillo gave up two runs in this game, but like, what's the whole story on that? You know, why, why was there runners on? I, I feel like, you know, sometimes pitchers get blamed, you know, according to the stat line, you look at runs, you're like, Oh, the pitchers to blame for that. Maybe it wasn't his fault. I, I feel like there's a little bit more of the eye test when it comes to pitching. Like you need to be watching to be like, okay, yeah, okay, he's still a good pitcher. He just, you know, the hitter got lucky. The the hitter did this. The fielder missed a ball. You know, it just, I don't know. It's just, it's weird on the pitching side. It, it, if you look at most value, you know, most valuable pitcher for the Cy Young, you're right. Luis Castillo needs to be up there. I I, I feel like Kirby and Gilbert should be honorable mentions on that list too. That's how important those three guys have been to this Mariners rotation and Mariners team as a whole all season. So um, to kind of round out the pitching in Wednesday's game, Topa, we, we saw the best three relievers here. Topa pitched the seventh inning. Brash, Brash pitched the eighth inning. Munoz pitched the ninth. Each of them gave up a hit. Um, Topa and Brash walked someone. Uh, Brash struck out three people. Topa struck out one. Munoz struck out two. Two holds and a save. No runs given up. Mariners win this ball game pitching wise from just a, a pretty solid outing pitching wise. Uh, you didn't mention, and I, I caught most of the game. I didn't catch all of it. I missed like the first four innings and was working. You said it, it looks like Topa and Brash were a little shaky but we're able to get out of it. Uh, yeah. I mean, both of them, I think both of them gave up a walk. Um, I think in, yeah, I think both of them gave up a walk. I think both of them gave up a hit. So they both had runners on, um, and they're both able to, you know, work out of it. Um, I think especially Matt Brash's eighth inning where he was able to kind of come back and, um, yeah, he struck out the seat, you know, he struck out all the, but he struck, he struck out the three outs to get right. And he had a, you know, a big strikeout against Matt Dice to, to end the inning in the eighth. That was uh, the very big. And there was a lot of motion from Matt Brash on that. So still a little shaky, but I think it bodes well that they were both able to kind of get out of it. So there you go. Which, which batter was it in the eighth? I remember listening to this and I couldn't remember who was up. I, I it was whoever led off. Was it, was it Drury? That inning in the eighth that led off and <laughs> Brash threw a slider and then a slider and then whoever was batting uh, fouled off the slider and he's like the announcers were like he's got to come back with a fastball at some point and then he throws another slider and strikes him out <laughs> I was just like ah you were kept off balance the whole time yeah matt brash has been matt brash has been pounding the slider lately i think it was i want to say it was well yeah i think it was netto yeah i think he threw i think he threw four i think he threw four consecutive sliders against against netto there so um yeah and all of them it sounded like were filthy like he fouled off i think the third one and then i was like I don't know how he hit that, <laughs> you know, and then he came back for a fourth one. So, um, you know, good for Matt Brash to get out of that. Uh, offensively, uh, Mariners did get out hit in this game. Uh, Angels had six hits. Mariners only had five. Um, basically, the five hitters to get hits, each of them had one, whereas JP, he went one for four. Julio went one for three. Um, his one hit was a double. Uh, Cal Raleigh went one for four. Tao went one for four. And Josh Rojas um, picked up a hit before Dylan Moore came in in a pinch hit situation before his second at bat. So um, not a lot of hits, but um, they were pretty good with runners in scoring position. Three for six, only left five on, and they struck out single digits. They only struck out nine times. So, I mean, 
they, they did what they did. They needed to do offensively to, to win the ball game. You know, the pitching was good enough to win that ball game. And it came down to the offense just needing to pick up a couple runs. Yeah. Uh, just a tight, just kind of ground out or grinded out kind of win in this one. Right. Um, I, uh, I'm trying to pull up Mariners record in one run games right now, but, um, yeah, I, I, this is, you know, with the, as good as the Mariners pitching is right. Sometimes you're going to be able to get by with just the limited hits that we did. And that was kind of the case in this one, but, um, yeah, they're 23 and 25 in one run games. So, um, improved their record there, but, um, yeah, like I said, right. When you're, when you're pitching is as good as we are, right. Sometimes you're only going to need three ones to run a ball game. And that was the case in this one. I'm I'm super glad the Mariners were able to pull out the series, as is probably all Mariners fans. I'm sure Mariners players and coaching staff themselves are happy they pulled out the series against the uh, Angels. And I'm pretty – what was their record against the Angels this season? I think they only lost like four games. So that, were they nine and four against the Angels this season? Um, They were eight and five against the Angels this year. Yeah. Eight, eight and five. So – um. I'm pretty sure the Mariners have a winning record against four of the five divisional opponents because they only lost one game against the A's and they've got a couple more games coming up against them. Uh, they won the season series against the angels. They still got three games against Houston, but it doesn't matter if Houston wins all three of those games. I mean, it'll matter with our playoff in- implications, but even if they win it, uh, the Mariners still holds the tiebreaker over them. So the Rangers are the only ones um, you know, and, and the Mariners see them seven times. They've only played them six times this season. So, um, I'm very happy so far, you know, still got 10 games against, uh, or 13 games against the AL West, but I'm very happy so far with how the Mariners done against the AL West. Um, you know, I wouldn't say they were, they handled the A, the angels like they did the A's, but they, they put in the work to have a winning, uh, record against them so um good on the mariners for for doing that and well we got a we got a big series coming up against the dodgers even though it's a non-divisional opponent yeah gonna be uh gonna be a tough series i would say that uh very thankful for um yeah the off day that we're recording on right now right to kind of just uh to get a rest get the bullpen you know um a little bit more rest, get the guys just in general, you know, Cal Raleigh and the whole team just a day off, I think is super beneficial. And, um, you know, they're going to need it. Cause I think we're coming up against, <clears throat> you know, where I think we're going to see two of the Dodgers better starting pitchers and Bobby Miller and Clayton Kershaw. Um, and then I think it'll finish off with Emma Sheehan to kind of end the, the series on Sunday. Um, but it's going to be a tough series. The, the Dodgers are, you know, they're back up on top of the NL again. Um, you know, they'll go into the playoffs and, you know, have a good chance of, you know, advancing relatively far. So, um, they're just back at it, having a good season and we're going to see kind of a couple of their best pitchers this time around. And the Dodgers on top of that have a good bullpen. So overall, the Mariners offense is going to have to have to show up, right? You're going to have to hope that Julio has a big series of sorts. Um, and uh and i also say jp i feel like we haven't jp's been contributing here and there right but like i feel like we haven't had as good jp as a jp as lately right so i'm hoping that he can kind of you know get back to in this one so gonna be a tough series yep well you, you keep saying that the dodgers are coming in and they have two of their best three pitchers going we have two of the best three pitchers on our staff going george kirby's gonna match bobby miller on friday bryce miller's gonna match clayton kershaw that's gonna be <laughs> you know a young vet or a young vet an old vet versus a young rookie and bryce miller that's gonna be a fun matchup to watch that might that actually might be my matchup to watch just because um you know say what you will about clayton kershaw but um the guy still has one of the best curveballs in the league um you know fun to watch and bryce miller is kind of this young upstart you know doesn't have great stats but you know has done some stuff this season that looks pretty good. Um, you know, fastball pitcher. So, um, also two very different type of pitchers going where Bryce Miller is fastball heavy. Clayton Kershaw has a lot of movement. So not a lot of movement, but a lot of breaking stuff that he goes to. And then Sunday is Logan Miller against, uh, you know, projected Emmett Sheehan. 
I mean, the Mariners, if if the offense can come around, has a chance to take two or three from the Dodgers. You know, they need it. The Dodgers are only, if you look at the records, they're only seven games better than the Mariners right now. So it's it's a big series, and the Mariners need to come out swinging if they want to uh, compete with the Dodgers. Yeah, I mean, compete with the Dodgers, and I think, you know, obvious. Um, the big thing is, right, um, going into this weekend, you're going to have um, <clears throat> you're going to have Toronto playing a series in Boston, and you know, Texas playing a series in Cleveland and, um, you know, those should be lighter series for those teams. Right. So, um, uh, you know, compared to the series that they just played against each other. So yeah, there's that whole aspect of it too. Right. Um, so just, uh, just a big, big weekend for, for a lot of reasons. Right. And, you know, you could see some movements, I think in the, uh, playoff standings this weekend and, yeah, I hope that the Mariners can just kind of stay where they're at, right? Um, and um, you know that I think it's for the Mariners. I think it's also going to kind of a lot of it, their season's going to come down to how well they play against Texas. But um, you know, if they can do, if they can get two out of three in this series, obviously that's the ideal state. Um, and you know, we'll just hope for that as we go into the weekend here. I'll, you know, I'll be I'm going to be at the Sunday game, so I will say Logan Gilbert versus oh. Emmett Sheehan is the is the game I'm game i'm walk, walk game i'm waiting for watching there you go so there you go all right uh are you, are you taking little man with you yes yes we'll see if uh yep. we're not gonna try the moose this time around so not gonna do that yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know one of these days bo we should probably post that on social media because it is such a great photo like that's one that you're gonna be showing little z you know, further down when he gets a little bit older and you're like, you used to hate this guy. <laughs> now you love him. Yeah. 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 Well, we'll, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll ask him again in you know, six to seven years and see if he feels the same. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> it is that time of the show where Bo does his best to bring you some information about, some prospects in the Mariner system. We call it Prospect Corner, Bo. I'm going to have you take it away right now. Uh, sure thing. So today I was going to cover um, Ben Ramirez, um, uh, a 13th round pick you know, out of USC in 2021. Um, he's a third base prospect in Everett right now. Um, and I would say he doesn't have... Um, probably super eye popping numbers, right? So he's, um, you know, at a 252 hitter, 327 on base, 386 slug, um, you know, is striking out about 26% of the time. Um, did have 12 home runs and six steals in never this year. Um, <clears throat> but I think the, you know, the big reason I want to touch base on him was that he just had a phenomenal game in the kind of the Northwest league playoffs where he went three for four and hit a home run. Um, also got hit by pitch in this game, but yeah, scored three RBIs, um, you know, scored two runs and kind of helped power Everett to, uh, to a 10, no victory against Vancouver in the Northwest league playoffs. And, you know, hopefully he'll continue the kind of have a hot streak, I think going on to the rest of the playoffs. And that kind of ties me into just kind of give an update on the Northwest league championship series, but, um, Vancouver, Vancouver won the first game of the series, Everett won the second game of the series. They'll um, start their next game in Vancouver on Friday. Um, <clears throat> and then games four and five, um, five being the if necessary game, um, will happen um, on Saturday and Sunday. So, um, yeah, hopefully we can kind of get a good performance from Ben and the rest of the team there um, and kind of take home the, the Northwest League Championship. So that'd be great. And then it looks like you also have a note here about Modesto. It looks like they're up one game in the North Division part of the California League. Playoffs. Uh, correct. They're up one game right now in the Northwest League and the California League playoffs. And then their um, their postseason is a little bit longer. If they win that, they'll go to the championship series, which starts on nine seventeen. Um, and uh, if I'm looking at it now, they they did win tonight, so they are up. 2-0 in the uh in the series against San Jose now so trending in the right way for Modesto um and then I believe the Texas League playoffs do not start for 
um, another couple of days as well. So we'll have another update on, um, uh, I almost said Tulsa, um, Arkansas, when, when, uh, when they have that uh, next week. Cool, cool, cool. Well, we'll have to keep our eyes on those playoff races. None of the other Mariners minor league system. Uh, what about Arkansas? Do we know about Arkansas right now? Um, so Arkansas, the the Texas League playoffs don't start for, I think they start next week. So um, we'll have, you know, an update once those start at that point. Yep. Well, Bo, let's uh, wrap this up and get out of here. What uh, You got anything else for the listeners before we get out of here? Um, that's it for me. All right, that's it for me as well. For all our listeners in the Puget Sound, Pacific Northwest, and beyond, thank you for taking time to listen to another edition of the Forkstown Podcast. For Bo Chisholm, I'm Rick Clark, and we'll see you guys next week. <laughs>